Welcome to episode 8 of the MMTS podcast. My name is Ashan and I'm here with Dad, the Dadager, as he's been referred to over the last week at Big Sound. How you doing, man? I'm doing really well. I'm conscious that most people don't know what Big Sound is. Yeah. Are we going to get into that? I don't actually know what the agenda is today. As always, because I don't tell you what the questions are. That way it can be much more spontaneous. Um, no, we're not going to get into Big Sound other than it was a big music conference and we've just spent four days driving together in a car. Um, a lot of kilometers. Yeah. Well done for, for getting through in one piece. Thank you. So we're talking today about cardboard box apartment. Um, let's get the obvious stuff, Ishan, out of the way first. Can you can you start by telling us what the song is about? So the song is um, it's about a guy that wants to move out with with someone, and and he's sort of making using this analogy of a cardboard box apartment. You know, people often talk about a a shoebox apartment. Um, in terms of the meaning for me, more specifically, I wrote it when I was, you know, really in love with my best friend at the time, um, and. You know, I wasn't really thinking. Oh my God, we're going to move out together straight out of high school. Because if you, you know, if you're from Melbourne and you understand what the the housing situation is like at the moment, you know, it's not really on the cards. Um, it was more just like a, I guess, a loving promise. Like that. That's yeah. That's kind of what the song felt like to me. Like you know, it's not feasible right now, but you know, to share a home one day would be pretty spectacular. Now we're going to get more into the song in a little bit, um, but this is the first song off your upcoming EP. Can you give us some context about the EP and how this song fits into it? Sure. Um, so it's, yeah, it's my debut EP. It's called The Cycle of Codependence. There's five songs. Cardboard Box Apartment is the first one that's been released, but it's the second track on the EP. So when you listen start to finish, this is like episode two. Um, and I say episode two because all the songs are connected. It's like a, it's, it's five pieces of one overarching story, which is the story of my first relationship. Um, and so... Yeah, I guess cardboard box is, you know, sum- summative of the phase where everything's just super happy and exciting, and 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 you know, you're just super in love with each other, and you just kind of want to, um, yeah, just keep keep growing and and um, yeah, I was gonna say keep growing and keep growing. Awesome. Now you said that you know the song's about moving out, but you weren't really contemplating moving no. out, right? Um, was that mainly a financial thing? Yeah. Um, look, I don't know what, what would have happened if you just handed 18-year-old me $4 million and said, you know, go be free. I mean, I don't I don't think it was just a financial thing, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it just, it just wasn't... Like, literally, it, it, even though I sung the lyrics that move out with me when we make this place our home then you'll see like moving out was like zero percent on the cards like they were, it's it's not like oh if only i had the money this would be the first thing I, it just wasn't on the cards at all it was really it was really a metaphor um or yeah it was a it was a proxy i guess got it now dude uh the fact that you've told people that I might have a spare $4 million. I don't know which household you think you're living in. Uh, I, I mean, okay. struggling Thanks for intentionally sh- missing the point. Sh- struggling to, to hand you maybe $400 to move out. Um, okay. I, I, could, I could, by the way, jump into a whole narrative here, but when I was your age uh, and when I had, you know, when I was 18 and I had to work to the bone in a sweat factory. Yeah, but you were never my age. You were born boring. I was born old, right? Okay, fair enough. Um so you weren't going to move out. Now, also, the song, we're calling it Cardboard Box Apartment, but it wasn't always called Cardboard Box Apartment, was it? No, it was originally called Move Out With Me, which yes. is, you know, the very obvious title. The first line of the chorus is Move Out With Me. Um, but 
when we were in the studio um, producing it, so producing, um, so you know, I I I, re- I wrote the song, I was performing it live, brought it into the studio to work on it with my two producers, Michael and Michael, absolute legends. Um, you know, their job is just produce the song. Um, we'll probably talk about that in a later episode. What that actually entails. I think we've talked about very roughly before what production entails. Um, but I don't play keys, right? So that's kind of a, a big part of it. Um, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. So brought it into M. It's to Michael and Michael. And one of the things we were talking about was song titles and how Harry Styles at the time. So this, this was, I think, he just put out Watermelon Sugar, right? Yeah. Watermelon Sugar, great song, very cool. Obviously, very different vibe to Cardboard Box Apartment, formerly known as Move Out with Me. But one of the things they were sort of trying to get me to think about was, well, Watermelon Sugar is a title. Like, that's kind of electric. Like, doesn't even matter what the song's about. Before you even hear it, Watermelon Sugar, whoa. Like, that's that's a crazy kind of title. So, you know, kind of just got me thinking about, okay, well, my songs are very, like, l- they have pretty quite r- rich lyrics. There's a lot of narrative substance in there. Surely I can come up with some pretty funky titles if I wanted to. And there was this one line in there, you know, the, the song's already written at yep. this point, L- been written for a long time by the time it comes in the studio. Um, but this line, yeah, one big city in a cardboard box apartment was in there. And I just thought, you know what, why don't we just change the title? So we kind of just, like, a- as we were producing it, I was like, I was just kind of sitting there thinking, ah, cardboard box apartment, that's pretty watermelon sugar. So, and then eventually it just became that. I do remember it caused a bit of a headache for me because we, we'd already registered the song with the copyright organization. Opera, yeah. And, uh required me to do the back end uh, back end change which was a bit of a bit of a challenge because I couldn't work out how to do it um, but no much stronger title we like it a lot um, we were talking about the lyrics um, so use, use we'll use this as a segue to talk a little bit about the sorry, words in the songs in the song now there is a lyric in the song that gave both your mum and I a heap of stress <laughs> what do, was that do you, do you know what it was or not um, no so I'm going to tell you, okay, and let me give the context, okay? Sure. Right. Uh, we're not going to mention names in this podcast, but right? your mum is great, but she doesn't leave us alone. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You understand sorry. the stress we get? Sorry about it, yeah. Okay, now, um, there's, I think, a 0.0001% chance that the mother of the your ex-girlfriend is ever going to listen to this podcast, but that wasn't the case at all, was it? No, oh, no, absolutely not, no. I, I mean, I literally... I remember at the time, somehow this actually came up in conversation with her. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wrote this line and it was complete. Of, of, of course, it was complete rubbish. It, 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 it made sense in the context of the conversation we were having. Um, but yes, not based on reality at all. On the 0.001% chance that your ex-girlfriend's mother actually ever hears this song... And here's this podcast. Well, she's going to now that you've said that out loud. Yeah, yes. She, 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 she was into the universe. She was awesome. And is? She, uh, is awesome. And it wasn't a question of her never leaving you alone. Right? No. I just want to put that as out no, there. No, no, no. Even though, even though the song and all the songs in the EP are very much based on real life, based on real life, you know, as always, I absolutely, you know, want to take creative license and creative I want to embellish. I want to, I want to tell the best story that I can that, you know, has enough truth in it that it really means a lot to me. But it comes at the from same a real, time, it comes from a real place. Yeah. but it's not. Uh, it's not word for word uh, accurate. No, of what, no, yeah. no one. I mean, no, no, no one wants a pop. I shouldn't say no one wants. I don't want to hear a pop song that's an autobiography. Yeah, I want to hear something that's a great story that makes me feel something, and also at the same time, I listen to it and I go, "Whoa, that's real." Got it. So, I mean, as you think about this song compared to the others you've released. 
um, just in terms of the volume of words, there's a lot more, it's more wordy. There's much more of a narrative yeah. than prior songs. Is this what we can expect going forward? Um, yes or no. I mean, it's funny you say that. It's funny that it, um, and you know, I, I would completely agree with, with the, I guess, the implications of the question. There are a lot more words. This is a lot more wordy than the stuff I've previously written. But wordy writing is something that I've been doing for the longest time. I think it just so happens that the songs, a lot of the songs we've chosen to record and release in the past have been some of my least wordy. I have a tendency to just really, you know, go go to town yeah. and just write and write and write and go better, not rapping, but like that sort of in, uh, you know pop folk type thing because I, I, I just have things to say. So that kind of tends to be the way I write. You know, one of the things about this song is that I feel like this is so much more me than anything I've ever released, and it's not even close. And so to me, even though, yeah, Cardboard Box is new, obviously it's a new song, it kind of feels like, oh, okay, finally, this is who I am. This is who I've always been. Yeah. And this is how I've always written. It's just finally come together in the studio and we've finally released it. And it's like, okay, it's so freeing now. So it's not necessarily a new thing. Yeah. Now, um, you said, you know, this is much more you. I was going to, I was about to ask you how you feel about this release compared to other releases. Um, and you said it's much more you. It's, that's more than just the, the lyrics, though. There's, that's, that involves the music and the sound, the feel as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, we can get very technical about the, the influences and, and my ability to communicate in the studio has improved so much since I was, what, 16 and, and working on those first songs, Go and Isabella. Um, yeah, but I guess the, the takeaway is I listen to it and I go, oh, yeah, that's, that sounds like me. Whereas some of the other ones... Not so much. I still feel like you, you, I, I can feel myself finding my way or trying to and not really successfully finding my way in those earlier songs where this, this is like, I, I listen to it and go, okay, that's me. Awesome. There I am. Um, now, uh, as you've released Cardboard Box Apartment, there's been some content that you've released on social media. And in a lot of the, the content, you've been carrying a big yellow box uh-huh. as a prop. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Did you make it? What was it like to be walking around with a big yellow box? So um, I went to Fort Knox, which is a moving company. They, they sell boxes. And I bought the, I bought this um, box. It's, it, the actual purpose of the box is called a porter robe. So what you do is you assemble it and it comes like a little metal hanger. So you can like hang your clothes if you're moving or if you're kind of on the, on the go. Um, so I got that box, um, hit up my grandma from dad's side, your side, who lives, you know, pretty close to us and is an incredibly talented painter. Um, her, so she painted the artwork for Bad Dream, uh, which is a song I've released previously. It wasn't for Bad Dream. It was a painting she did that we just loved and we took a photo of it and, and made it black and white. So she's very talented. Um, and quite frankly, I wasn't really making the best use of our talents with this, but because what I did was I got her to come with me and this regular old porter robe, and we took it out to a nice park where you could sort of see um, like the skyline, like the Melbourne sort of city skyline. Was that? Yeah. 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 Um, and in a time, not a time lapse, but like we basically videoed in quotation marks me painting the box I'll be honest she did a lot of the painting she's a painter I've got no idea what I'm doing I mean in hindsight it's not that hard to paint a box but got her to help me 
Um, And then so that became the basis of the lyric video that became the basis. So much of the content was now this big, bright, yellow cardboard box in this. It was painted like an apartment, which is a cardboard box apartment. Yeah. Now, I'm going to take a tangent and not a question I prepared when I thought about the podcast beforehand, but just struck me. It's going rogue. No, no, it's not too. It's not too rogue. It just struck me that your younger sister did uh, helped you with the the music video for Bad Dream. Mm-hmm. Your grandma painted. My mum painted uh, a painting for you for for Bad Dream, and also helped you with the cardboard box. Um, you know, you and I are fairly involved in terms of trying to get your music more out there. Cheap labor, baby. Yeah. yeah so so it seems like you get a fair bit of support from your family. Um, is, is that a fair comment? Yeah, for sure. Um, does that make it more difficult for you at times or, or um, I mean, you know, f- families have weird relationships and, and here you are uh, having your family cross the boundary into your professional environment. Is that, are you okay with that? Well, I'm, I'm okay with them. You know, when I'm, when I'm going and saying, Hey grandma, can you help me with this thing? Or, uh, you know, Hey younger sister, can you help me, you know, film this video of course i'm okay with it i'm, I'm, I'm the one going out and, and and asking for the support um i mean i i wonder if a better question is if i had all the money in the world would i not prefer to go to professionals and, and yeah. people who aren't in the family um i don't know i mean like sometimes it's just nice to have a thing to do with 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 family yeah. you know it's like you know both i mean actually both with my grandma and my younger sister it's like we don't have a whole lot of interests in common, but it's like, well, you know, if I need help with a music thing, uh, and you know they have a bit of time to spare, and and it involves a skill that they have, it's like, okay, well, that's a great platform for us to kind of just hang out, and you know, it's we're not doing super stressful work. I mean, you know, I guess shooting a music video can be a little bit stressful, but then when you strip it back to, okay, we're going to do this on iPhones, and we're going to do it super indie, and it's going to have that vibe. It's going to be great, but it's going to be you know, using low technology, it's like, it's just a bit of fun. Awesome. Now, if we rewind 45 to 60 seconds of that podcast, of the podcast recording right now, you will hear that you said a better question would have been, thank you very much for basically telling me my questions are shit and, and, and telling me that I can ask better questions, but um, I'm going to ask you another one now. Actually, anyway. I said, I wonder if a better question is... But that, that's your way of telling me that I didn't ask a good question. No, that's my way of making understood, making sure I understood the question. Okay. Because maybe I, maybe I misunderstood. Okay, very good. Let me ask you another really crappy question then. Gee. Um, not that I'm hurt at all. Um, this is a very simple baby one. Oh, you need to calm down. Uh, do you have a favorite part of the song? Oh, I have two favorite parts of the song. Um, one, uh, one of them is, is I think your favorite part of the song, which is the obvious one. It's the one that I, I get kind of DMs about the most, which is the bridge. Um, when you say the bridge, what is it? What does um, it mean to people? So, oh my God, I'm going blank. Um, we always do this when we talk about the songs in the podcast. We go blank around the, the words and the, the melody. Yeah, well, I'm like, yeah, no, so, so I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking for an investment, maybe. I'm just looking for my old time baby. It's, it's you. you. It's always been you. So won't you move out with me? Boom. And then the song starts. Yeah, I, I like... I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. I was like, I want to sing it because that's an easier way to communicate it. But I'm just I'm self-conscious now. I'm sitting down. And it's like I haven't done a warm up, and it's four fifty, and we've we you know we've just come off like eighteen hours in the car, and I'm exhausted. So I'm like, I don't want that smoke. Oh, how about I sing it for you? Is that good? No, no, okay. No, one wants, no nobody else wants that smoke. No, no, that's true. That's that's fair enough. Um, no, also my favorite part. Um, so it's the 
it's the percussive stops that I like. Yeah. Then followed by the bum bum bum. So aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's one. You think you got two parts? That's yes. one part. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's my part, largely influenced by family, friends, and folks on the internet. Dear me, saying love the song and also the bridge, specifically. Yep. Um, my favorite part. And, and this was the case before it was ever in the studio, before there was any kind of production, you know, any real sense of rhythm beyond just my basic strumming, um, is the second verse. The lyrics I just absolutely love. Um, uh, Ain't got the cash, the market is bad. I know the reasons that I should stay home with my mom and dad. Too many to count. <laughs> just because it was a very specific reason that one of my best friends is, um, you know, absolute finance bro, commerce bro, whatever you, know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and, you know, he's always, first of all, super supportive of my, of my music. So when I, when I played him that and he was like, whoa, the markets, bro. Like that was, I got a really good kick out of that. Yeah, I'll tell you the other part I really like, by the way, um, we could be talking, maybe talk about every single verse and chorus in the last chorus, the, um, under city lights that all that I need is like a, a, a an ooh yeah. type of uh, harmony that comes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's harmony, but a, yeah, like an ad lib, an ad lib. Yeah, it's so simple, mm. right? Uh, but it just brings such a great feel to the song at that point. It sort of builds it up in a different way. I love that part as well. Yeah. Um, how's the song been received so far? Look, I think it's been received really well. Um, like you know, like I said, um, it's been getting a bunch of love on you know, through my Instagram, through TikTok. Um, I mean, part of this is a bit of an unfair test because since releasing the song, my overall audience and platform has gotten so much bigger, right? So when we released Go, for example, which is the first song I've released, released 12 months ago, I didn't have, you know, the the Instagram following and the TikTok following. Not, not that, it, to be clear, not that it's massive. It's still f- small fry, but there's levels of small fry, right? So the, 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 the amount of people that now have access to Cardboard Box Apartment is so much bigger relatively than it uh, was for those first songs. But I think it's been received really well. And, you know, you're talking about the relative reach of your social platforms. Uh, in recent times, you've been doing, uh, are growing very quickly on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and uh, one particular post did very well, but you've also put a post where you busking um, to Cardboard Box Apartment on TikTok. It's also starting to, to perform well relative to other posts. And again, compared to the influences out there, that's, you know, nothing. Yeah. Uh, but you seem to be getting a lot of love or a lot of interest from folks in South America, Central America. Any idea why that's the case? Um, I mean, to be honest, not really. Um, the algorithm, I guess, is probably the answer to that question and, and most other questions that, that <laughs> arise around, you know, anything begins with why and ends in social media. Um, but, you know... Yeah, so I guess the, to, to give some more context around that, there was one particular post, or one particular post that started this whole connection with a bunch of folks in South America through TikTok, which was a post of me um, just pl- playing an original song, busking and looping, uh, which, by the way, has definitely been my most successful kind of content. Like, you know, in terms of all the stuff I do, people really seem to enjoy the really raw live footage of me looping, busking, playing original music. This one particular post took off, did really well, you know, I, I would consider it a viral moment. Again, it's not doing millions and millions and millions of views, but like, yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, yeah. Yep. So, so again, and so for me, that is far beyond the, the, the norm. So, you know, call it a small viral moment. And, you know, obviously lots of comments, lots of really positive comments in English. And then, like, what, 48, 72 hours in, all of a sudden, all these German, first it was German comments start coming in. That's right, right? yes. 
Um, super random, again, have no idea why, ask the algorithm. Um, and because my mum is half Swiss German and half Spanish, I speak, I speak a fair bit of Swiss German. Like, you know, if I went to Switzerland, you'd know I wasn't a local, but I could have a good conversation. I could certainly get around. Um, Swiss German, not the same language as German, the same written language close enough that I can, with a little bit of help from Google Translate, you know, uh, interpret what's going on and write reasonable responses. Or, you know, or a little bit of help from mum. Yeah, or a little bit of help from mum. But like, you know, these are TikTok comments as well, not not really long essays. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the, it's, it's again, it's not like I'm having real conversations in German, to be clear. We're talking about, oh my God, I loved your song so much. Or, oh my God, if I was there in the street when you were busking, I would have been so happy to just stick around. Like, that's the level of conversation. But what was really cool was, okay, so I start responding in German. So I got the German keyboard. I mean, you, you, I think you already have the German keyboard actually on your, on your phone. And then, you know, that kind of drives more comments. And there's all these, you know, folks who are writing in German, bro, er kann Deutsch, which is like, you know, bro, he speaks German. And so to start like literally now having this new dialogue with all these people in, from Germany um, going, no, 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 I'm not German. I just, I, I speak Swiss German because my mom's Swiss German. And then to get to your point, another 48 hours later, all these I thought they were Spanish. You're saying more South America because they're I mean, you know, same, obviously same language, same language, but different, um, like same different variation. Different, yeah, slightly different uh, uh, written expressions yeah. at times. Yeah. yeah, and again, it was this thing of like, okay, they're commenting. It's really positive, but again, because mom's half Spanish, I speak a little bit of Spanish, just enough to between my Spanish, Google Translate, and yes, help from mom, a fair bit of help from mom. Um, respond to these comments and then that just kind of feeds the fire of oh my god he speaks Spanish why do you speak Spanish all this kind of conversation and now that's been really weird really weird really cool because since then whenever I post something on TikTok there's always like 10% of my comments are always in Spanish yeah not that you'll remember but until the age of five you actually spoke more Spanish than you did English um, yeah because you were and I had terrible parents who didn't allow me to keep it up because yes. they were all, like all oh. our fault all our fault okay so <laughs> final Swiss German instead let's bring this to an end because um, uh, we've got numerous songs or you've got well, hey, we, you've got numerous uh-huh, songs yeah me you've got numerous songs that means I have you have numerous songs too we should play them on the podcast it means that I've got to uh, uh, interview for those, you for those numerous songs coming up soon so um, with, with releases coming up very, very quickly but one question given that we've been driving uh, four days of driving two days up to brisbane um and two days back which is close to i'll get the number wrong close to four thousand kilometers um 18 hours driving there oh sorry yeah so yes 18 hours one way so 36 hours driving yeah okay um any chance given that we've been basically living in a cardboard box apartment the two of us any chance that you'll move out with me all right and see that's why we kind of nice things Thank you, Sean, for uh, uh, not uh, swearing at me with that dumb question. Yeah, and no, I'm really tempted, but I mean, this podcast is going to be on Disney one day when Disney finally has their own podcasting service. It's going to happen. They're all going to do. They're all going to copy each other. Um, hope you've uh, enjoyed the release of Cardboard Box Apartment. I think um, at least the the people that I know who really enjoy your music are really looking forward to the next song, which is "Someone Like Me." Someone like me on the 29th of September. And this is the year of 2023, uh, just for the record books, in case one day uh, this podcast is being listened to by more people. Thank you, Sean. Have a good day. Thanks. Thanks for having me on my own podcast.